Hello, and welcome to the McYap and Fry's Movie Podcast. Yes. I'm Gavin. I mean. Why have I got headphones in? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, in order to uh, maintain our title as Malaysia's longest running podcast movie or otherwise, Amen. we have to keep doing podcasts. It's Every now the, and then. We're like, we're like uh, Warren Beatty with, with the Dick Tracy rights. Is it, um, is it Spinal Tap that has the contractual obligation tour? Yes, I think so. <laughs> but you know that thing like Warren Beatty, right? Like to hold on to the movie, to hold on to the Dick Tracy rights instead of making another movie, he just did a fucking interview dressed as Dick Tracy, <laughs> <laughs> or or some dodgy shit like that. Yeah, I think that's what it, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think uh, that sounds familiar. All right. So yeah, today um, we're a podcast about movies, and today we're going to talk about Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League to give it its full title. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we're going to do spoilers from the off, because it's on HBO. If you don't have HBO, it's, it's everywhere, really, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And also, we figure that by the time this comes out, most of the people who would have been interested in watching this movie would have already seen it. Yeah, and, um, and, the, and the percentage of that that would have listened to this podcast will also have seen it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, would, I would imagine so. And also, we're talking about a movie that anyone who's interested in this movie would have seen the, the, the 2017 version. So it's yeah. not, not to say that... We're talking about a movie that you don't know anything about it or you don't know what it's about. So we figure, you know, fuck it. Let's just go straight into spoilers. Yeah. I mean, not that we'll intentionally just <laughs> come right out the gate with spoilers. But if a spoiler comes out, we're not going to feel bad about it. Yeah. Okay? So be warned. Yeah. Did, uh, we, uh, did, we, did we review the original? Yes, we did. Did we? I think so. <laughs> I can't remember. Either. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. We did a spoiler cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that we would. It would, it would be kind of weird if we didn't. Yeah. Didn't and get... also, back when the first one came out, when the original, when the theatrical version came out, we were we had a little bit more time, and I think we were a bit more regular on our on our podcast. Guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> like these days, it's a little bit difficult. <laughs> yeah, I did listen to another podcast that at the time listening to the original, and it was like it's fine, but it's broken in weird ways. That mm-hmm. only be, like, it's all very well looking back in hindsight now. The, the theatrical version has definitely gotten worse over time. Yeah. Um, I think that when it first came out, a lot of us were very, very generous with it. Mm, but that's because, I mean, you, you didn't mind Batman vs. Superman, but I really didn't like that as much. So even you were a bit more generous, I think, than I was, right? I think I was more generous to uh, Batman v Superman than I was to Justice League. Mm. I mean, I think Justice League, I think, uh, you know, like the, the, the 2017 version was very clearly, I mean, studio tinkering is an understatement. A hatchet job. <laughs> you know, and... Um, as much as I have enjoyed a lot, have really, no, no, more than enjoyed, as, as much as I have loved a lot of things that Joss Whedon has done in the past, I really did not like anything he did no. uh, with, with Justice League. And after seeing this and kind of seeing, after seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League and getting a clearer idea of what Joss Whedon's uh, Justice League reshoots were, I really don't fucking like it. <laughs> um, and I mean, like you know, re- recent allegations don't help either. No, um, but, they certainly but, don't. But I mean, like you know, like looking at the guy's work and separating that from you know stupid shit that he has done, uh, it really has gotten worse over time. Like it, it's 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 playing on on H, you know, like uh, before this came out, the uh, theatrical version was playing on on uh, HBO quite a few times, and um, I I sat through bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh god, yeah, Jesus, and also tonally, I mean. Like, it's all over the like it's it's all over the place, and tonally, it just bears no resemblance to the movies that came before. Yeah. Um, whether you liked those films or not, I mean, like you and I disagree on Batman v Superman, but I think a lot of the things that were set up in Batman v Superman are paid off now. Uh, yeah. Now in this, I mean, it was a thankful, a thankless task that Joss Whedon had because he essentially 
Like, this is a four-hour version. This would have never flown in cinemas. He had to get it down. And unfortunately, to do that, he had to take out, like, load-bearing structures and replace them with, with, with cardboard. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but the thing is, is that, okay, you got Batman v Superman, which was, I think, two and a half hours, and you're trying to set up two characters there. Um, this is, this, I mean, this is I mean, a direct I mean, quote from the Zack Snyder interview. No, I mean, or have you heard? No. Have you heard that interview? No. Oh, that's what he said. It's like he needed that long for that for those movies. For this movie, he needed. I mean, to it, it wasn't just Batman, people. Superman. You're trying to set up Lex Luthor. You're trying to set up yeah. a little bit of Wonder Woman and all that. And the thing is, is that if you are trying to go the shortcut route um, and to try and do a superhero team movie without giving each member of the each, team each, their movies, each member of the team their movies. Then I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna have a four-hour movie on your hands mm. if you really want to try and do each character justice and try and give them all their moments. Do them justice, eh? They're just coming up. <laughs> They're just coming out. This is this is unrehearsed, untrained. It's just I'm just that on the ball. You have a little podcast <laughs> in September. You're fit to burst. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, first off, initial initial thoughts, liking liking loving. Initial thoughts. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Golf <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> I mean, look. Even if you're a fucking hater, you have to admit this movie shits all over the theatrical yeah, version. It's a better film. I mean, okay. I, I, I the, the, the people that, okay. Like, first off, right off the bat, like, I, I fucking loved it. Right. Like, I loved it. However, I mean, like, even you know, like, uh, like talking to, to, to some people who didn't, didn't love it. I think like the highest praise that people give it is that, uh. Well, I still don't like it, but now it makes sense. Yes, it's coherent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, I still think it sucks, but it sucks coherently. Yeah. Um, and I get that. You know what? I think, like, uh, like I was talking to uh, Chirin, like a friend of the podcast. Oh, yeah. And we both agree that Zack Schneider is Marmite. Yeah. Um, you're, you're either on board or you're not. And I have always liked Zack Snyder movies. You know, mm. like, you can point out the weakest Zack Snyder movie, which I think is probably uh, a tie between Sucker Punch and, um, and uh, if you go according to what the critics say, uh, Sucker Punch and Batman v Superman are probably his weakest films. Is that a dig? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Rotten Tomatoes, what but I mean... What the critic says. You know, no, no, I mean, like, if you want to go by reviews, if yeah. you want to go by, like, uh, the tomato meter, then Sucker Punch and Batman v Superman are his weakest films, and I enjoy those two. Mm. So... I'm a Zack Snyder fan, so I think as a Zack Snyder fan, and also as someone who liked what he did in Man of Steel, and you know, like was nowhere near uh, as as critical of uh, Batman v Superman. I mean, my main problem with Batman v, Batman v Superman is really fucking Doomsday. Like, once you go into the Doomsday section, killing off Superman, but then again, it's like if you see what he had in mind for Justice League, it's like, yeah, okay, then Superman had to die. Yeah. It was part of that that whole thing. I wish that they had squeezed that into another movie. Yeah, um, or done I, it in I, a I different wish that, way. I wish or if that it was, wasn't, if it was the yeah, Alien yeah, Dark Seed, I, yeah, Dark Seed, uh, uh, Doomsday, Doomsday. You know, I wish that that was its own film. Yeah, you know, I I, I wish that uh, we had got Man of Steel two before Batman v Superman. Um, I wish we didn't have to. I think I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about like in retrospect, even the amount of things gotten dumber because of Zack Snyder saying how I think he said in interviews how like he realized something like it was a bolt out of the blue. It was like that guy from the Hudsucker Proxy who says "Hey fellas" when he comes up with the name Hula Hoop. Yeah, he's like he thought it was genius, and if it wasn't there, I might have liked the movie a little bit more. You know what I mean? It was just like it's, it struck me as the dumb cherry on top of a dumb cake. I would. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like uh, I. Again, like I didn't have a lot of the problems that a lot of people had, mm. um, because to me, by the time it got to Batman v Superman, for some bizarre reason, yes, it was a big deal that you had these two icons 
sharing the, the screen together. It mm. was a big deal. But it had already gotten to the point where it was not... I was You're kind of used to it. And you knew that after this one, there'd be another one. Like in the back of my mind, it was like, so, so it, it was easier for me to just sort of look at this the way that you would look at a comic book and go like, you know, the way that a different, the way that a different creative team would handle a, a, a character. And it's like, yeah, I mean, all right, fine. I prefer the other creative team. But um, there'll be another six long but, but, in a minute. But there'll be another six long. And so. It's a Spider-Man effect. That's what Spider-Man has gotten. Cinema yeah, so, audiences so, ready for the idea that you will get a new creative team and a new version. Exactly. Of so when I was watching Batman v Superman. I was not looking at it in the sense that this is the definitive fucking mm. thing. You know, I mean, I was like, this is Zack Snyder's Batman and Superman. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm on board for it. You know, uh, yes, there are things I disagree with. Yes, there are things I would do differently. But I feel that way about fucking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, it's like there's, there's hardly any movie where you're going like, I wouldn't change a fucking thing. Mm. You know, um, so, so it, bearing, all, you know, bearing all that in mind, Watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, everything I wanted to see for the most part was there. Yeah, all gone was all the shitty fucking out of place jokes. Um, scenes that were in the theatrical version felt different. They played differently. Mm. They landed better. Um, it there were was, jokes. There were actual jokes the, that didn't feel incongruous to what's going on. Because yeah, because they came from characters that you expect that from, and the other characters that, that were not jokey weren't forced jokes that yeah. made them feel out of character. So um, Aquaman didn't steal that knife. Yeah, you know, Batman. <laughs> Batman was didn't have that fucking yes. Something is definitely bleeding. Horrible line. Oh. You know, um, I, I think that's probably one of the characters that got the best just done the best justice in this version. Like, there's so much of him. I did an article about what we want to see, and to do that, I needed to figure out what we thought we were going to get anyway. And looking at the early Comic Con trailers and the trailers before just uh, Zack Snyder left, yeah, there is like the shots of Batman swinging across and fighting parademons, yeah. none of which we got in the, the actual theatrical movie. version. So, I mean, I don't know where in the studio notes that Joss Whedon got was. Could you make Batman more of a pussy? Yeah, because he's not effective. Yeah, in the, in, in the, the theatrical movie. version at all, no, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, this one, well, like, what happened to that fucking badass? Yeah. in Batman v Superman. I mean, even people who don't like that movie universally agree Batfleck was badass in that yeah. movie. I was slightly worried because I did watch the original, then I looked at all those trailers, then I wrote an article about it, then I watched the new one, and I was wondering whether it was just the improvement that I was enjoying more. Mm -hmm. But there are moments like. The little joke between Batman and Wonder Woman over the mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That worked. That's, that's like that's great. great. And like, great. I was wondering whether we would get because the Joss Whedon cut had like a shitty shot of Aquaman walking into the waves. When we know from the trailers, is that badass shot? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Why would you? It's like explain the logic behind some of the decisions here. Yeah. Like you're watching it, and it's like, look at all this crazy, awesome shit they shot. Yeah. Who whose job was it to go get rid of that? Yeah. And when, and <laughs> you just know, that, just that scene where he walks into the surf. Yes. Zack Snyder does use every shot he had. So there are like 16 shots of, of Aquaman walking into the surf. But that one shot directly behind him with the waves coming up and he's got the bottle. It's fucking beautiful. That's why it was in the trailer. Why, yeah. why wasn't that the one shot you used? Yeah. You know? I was genuinely caught up in this. Like the movie had me. I, I, I hate being like over analytical of a movie because it's lost me. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. being over analytical because I'm a dickhead. I am a dickhead. But... Yeah. It's because I'm no longer swept up in the film. I'm no longer being carried along with what the storyteller is trying to have me feel. And so, yeah. Whereas there's moments with Barry near the end of this, 
There's moments with Batman. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, get him. Like, no, like that that bit where um, Barry like is going so fucking fast, you know, in in the speed in the speed force, and he starts turning back time. You know, yeah. like uh, it's like that, it's beautiful. His his character gets so much more. There's him and him and Ray, we'll get to Ray Fisher, I guess, later. But I was yeah. so happy. No, Flash and Cyborg are given their their due justice. Yeah, you know, I mean, like they really they really shine in this movie. I mean, all of the characters get their moments. Mm. That, that, I mean, but but Flash and Cyborg were truly robbed. Well, uh, yeah, in Flash the, in gets his moments inverted because there were sucky moments. Like I've never done battle, whereas in this, he he has a rule. You know, he says I have a rule. I don't travel too close to the speed of light because weird shit happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which implies he's had a world of adventures. What's the line? I've never done battle. I've only pushed people out of the way. Yeah, which is so stupid. Which, if you want to have your hero's journey and do it in a linear fashion, he's trying to shoehorn that in with the Ray Fisher one. But the movie that we got is, no, he's a hero, and you're getting the hero's journey with Ray Fisher, but also you're getting the other hero journey. They're just offset because Zack Snyder trusts the audience enough to know that they'll get that. Yeah. And Barry does cool shit. He does. It's cool shit. And, and the sequence with, uh, with Ivy is, is, is beautiful. You know, Ivy? With Ivy. Oh, yes. Iris. Iris, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ivy's in this movie? <laughs> Ivy? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Iris, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful sequence where he saves her life. And um, Did you see the name on the truck? No, what was it? It's uh, Gardner Fox, the creator of the Justice League. Very, very cool. Which is nice. I mean, that, that truck is big, and I was like, that's, I, that's something. I couldn't remember who it was, but that's definitely something. That was the only major one of those big Easter eggs I saw, but it was a nice touch. But it's also like... Here's a long shot of a truck that we the entering Central City that we don't need. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we do need it because yeah. Now you know. Um, no, but I mean, like, yeah, it was, it, it was. It's it's a very very interesting and very unique viewing experience because there's so many different things happening, not just from not just in terms of watching the story play out, mm. but I don't know, I don't know whether you felt this, but I certainly did. It's just like watching it. In my mind, I'm like, this has this ever happened before? Mm. Has a filmmaker ever, ever got been a do over of this scale. been given a do over like this? And I'm like, I don't think this is this is like an anomaly. No, it's you only know? the ones who've been sadomasochistic to do it to themselves, like Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, yeah. And even he, this, you know, after after sitting through. But the Apocalypse no, Now Redux, he realized the French section, the French plantation section adds I know, nothing. I know, I know, but those are filmmakers who are... Doing re- it to themselves. Re- doing it to themselves. Yeah. Has this ever happened where a guy has like put so much into a movie? I mean, like, and regardless of what you think of the guy, he mm. has clearly put everything into this fucking movie. And having uh, watched... Uh, he does a Vero interview he does where he literally breaks down the whole trailer, the, the black and white trailer, the Hallelujah trailer, I think it is, yeah, yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... It's a Vero clip, but it's on YouTube because I don't know if anyone... Is he the only person on Vero? Mm. Have you, do you remember what that I, is? Yeah, it's a social yeah, media yeah, platform. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a reason why this kind of stuff happens and it's one of those truisms that's in numerous books you read about Hollywood where it's like people want to work with people who they like working with and he seems to be like... A genuinely a, super nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> like he might not have the greatest ideas but everyone work, working with him was a pleasure. I'd, I'd gladly do it again. Yeah. Was, that, was the product what we wanted? Maybe not, but I'd gladly do it again. When he's talking about that trailer in that clip... Yeah. He's the type of person who makes noises when he's explaining what wants to happen. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I love this one when Ray Fisher's like, he's like, Shh. yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a little kid explaining that shit. Yeah, and he, you kind of get like that infectious energy. He's kind of why he got a go again. Yeah, 
He's 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 he reminds me a little bit of uh, he and Todd McFarlane have a similar mm. sort of uh, way because like Todd McFarlane when he's talking about his toys when he's giving like uh, fans a preview of his toys he's like yeah yeah I'd seen you got Batman super cool real big <laughs> you know he starts doing the fucking th- it, it, there's a lot of similarities between those it's two. like uh, uh, Ewan McGregor or um, Anakin Skywalker guy they were taught to be told to stop making pew pew oh, pew Hay- noises Hayden Christians. Hayden Christians they were making the woom woom noises oh and it was also um, when what? she was Holdo, she was Laura, going Laura, pew, Dern. Pew, Laura Dern was making pew 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 noises on set, and when she was in Star Wars as well, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah, but so yeah, like uh, that was I was very cognizant of that. Just, just sort of. I mean, it's rare. I don't think I can't remember the last time I saw a movie and was so happy for the filmmaker. Yeah, because it was really just like if you imagine what this f- poor guy went through. Mm. You know, like with the with the with the with the tragedy in the family, and. Like he hadn't seen the movie, like uh, yeah, it's an interview. His wife, his, and, his wife, uh, and uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher, Christopher Nolan, who hasn't said anything about it. It's only in this piece that Chris Nolan says you shouldn't watch it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave yeah. it out. Where he's like, you cannot watch this movie. Yeah. It'll break your fucking heart. And watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah, I'd say that's right on the money. Mm. He can never watch the Joss Whedon version. No, <laughs> it will it will break it? Protect, I mean, may, protect I mean, maybe, Lady Zack. <laughs> maybe now, maybe now it's not so bad, but. If he had, say, if he had never been given the opportunity to do this oh, again, yeah. no. and then watch Joss Whedon's version or the, or the Warner Brothers version, yeah. you know, we don't know how much of it was Joss Whedon. The only time he would be able to watch that is when he has it on a projector running on the screen, drinking whiskey when he's 86, waiting to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even then, he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> but, but it was just, yeah, it was such a next level experience watching it. Just like seeing all of the different shit, seeing what was in store, seeing mm. his his grand uh, sort of uh, vision, and just kind of like being blown away that he was given the chance to do it. Yeah. And and in a strange way, it's it kind of worked out, worked out perfectly because he never has to follow through. Part you know <laughs> it, you never know. I mean, yeah. like we don't know. Like, when I was when we were no, when, no, we, were, may, when may, we were scheduling may. tweets last week, and you it auto completes the hashtag and the tool we use. Mm-hmm. And first of all, everyone the, the number one hashtag was just uh, was a sorry Zack Snyder's Justice League and League was spelt wrong. <laughs> so that was fucking up. With, should we go with the wrong one or the right one? But the next hashtag was Zack Snyder's Justice League two, and they've already started the the restore the Snyder. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that in a way, he's got a great get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, look at what could have been. You fucked up, Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know? And there's there's some there's some real good safety in, like, not knowing. This only happened because there was a change, right, at the top of Warner Brothers. Because that's one of those things, right? You never want to greenlight something that your, your, predece- your follow-up, your successor... Can take responsibility for, but this was like I think it changed it changed hands enough that they were able to greenlit it and they were like, yeah, sure, we want to have this. But I mean, we have this, we haven't really discussed the release of Snyder Cut thing, and I'm sure they've done a lot of good. There have been people running like you know charity streams and things like that. Yeah, it's it's been it's been really really cool. I mean, the only I mean I I think that uh, you know I mean God bless the fans for for getting this through. I think that there is a certain degree of um, toxicness about it as well. Yeah, because for for people. Like who don't like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? People, who, the 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 um, it was annoying. The, the release, the, 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 like, the, release the, the release, the Snyder Cut people are very um, uh, aggressive, yeah. aggressive and persistent, and you know, uh, and sometimes also like just verbally, like very um, abrupt, abrupt. <laughs> you know, and no, no, I mean, no, I mean, like they attack people. Yeah, they attack people who don't like the movie, and I think that's wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day. Can't we all just get along? Can't we all just 
think what we want about the movies we watch. Won't somebody think of the children? Yeah. So, but having said that, it's an amazing achievement that this movie exists. Um, yeah. And it really is due to the the fans. Uh, this is one. This is one thing where you can like safely say it's like you know what the fans did this. Mm. This is entirely the fans. Filmmakers and cast members got behind it. Yeah. But this would not have happened if it wasn't for the uh, release the Snyder Cut movement. Uh, so you know, hats off to them. Uh, but you know, for those people who don't like the Snyder Cut, you know, it's not their fault. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. There'll be another Avengers movie along in a minute. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I was supposed to talk about some of the other changes. I guess. I mean, what did you think of the four three or the one one three three aspect ratio? It didn't bug me. Yeah. It didn't bug me. I mean, I mean, did you I watch it on TV. Um, I mean, I, I uh, no, I watched it on my laptop. Yeah. Same. Um, and not comparable size. We're just comparing sizes of our laptops. Mm. It didn't bug me. Yeah. And also, I mean, you're actually getting more of the visual. Yeah. If they had cropped it to be like how people are used to seeing it, you would have been sacrificing. You would have, you would have been sacrificing like some of the picture. Mm. So knowing that this was how it was shot, and knowing that this is how the director wants me to see it, I'm on board with that. It didn't. It didn't bug me. You mm. know. I mean, like. Did you hear that it might have actually suffered if you watched it in IMAX because it's so big and because he used the full frame, most film directors don't use the full frame because your eye can't take it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, like, cause Did you notice this, uh, the, when Barry doesn't save Wonder Woman from the falling rock because that, the scene doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. Like they even went to the attention of animating a rat on the pipe behind her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, I mean, I'm watching this on this small monitor and this is... That's insane that they went to that level of detail. Like, we've got to redo the, the effects here because Barry won't be coming in the cross to do this. He's just going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's can we, so, I mean, there's can so we put many... a rat in there? I've got $70 million to play with. How much is a rat? There's so many things <laughs> that, are, that are the same but different. Mm. You know, it's like the whole third act. It's the same, mm. but it's entirely different. And it's given a completely different spin by having Darkseid be the original protagonist coming back with the mother boxes in the original as opposed to having... Porridge and a helmet version of Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf himself. And St- Steppenwolf is like... He's awesome. He's great. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <laughs> he's Dwight Schrute and fucking Darkseid is Michael Scott. <laughs> no, but I love that, that. That he's just like... That all of this is just to... Get back in his boss's good graces. Get back in his boss's good graces. Like, I mean, it just... Fucking what a difference that that one fucking scene just makes. The which the one where he's the one where he's on the space telephone, or there's the flashback where it's dark side. And, I mean, and either the, one, yeah. either the, one. Like, you know the space telephone one where he's talking to the sad, and the yeah, sad's yeah, like, yeah. "Hang on, I gotta go get him." He's in yeah, the yeah, other yeah, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He basically does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while that happens, they zoom in on his face on yeah. Steppenwolf's face, and he kind of looks off to the side, and it's kind of like, "Oh, geez, I'm gonna get to talk to the big man." Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Did you see that scene where he threw a horse with the person still on it? Yeah. I was like, that was one of those moments that I was like, fuck yeah, get him. <laughs> that was just like, that scene was okay in the original. I didn't think there would be that much to add to Steppenwolf chases the Amazons down. Mm-hmm. But there was just a lot more energy and energy cool and- shit happening. Like and- he picks a horse up by its belly with the rider still on it and just fucks it at somebody. And also you just, for some bizarre reason, because the setup is better and because the score is better... You just give more of a shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... The score brings... As much as I liked the callbacks to the Michael Keaton Batman stuff... This... I mean, this score... I mean, this this whole thing feels genuinely epic. Yeah. Like, everything... Like, the the theatrical version, that that was something about it that was just weird. There was nothing epic about it. Mm. It didn't feel epic. It felt very formulaic, very run-of-the-mill... 
It felt like a 90s fucking... Uh, Danny Elfman score. <laughs> <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like 1995's Justice League. Mm. You know, if they had made this movie back... Where Zack Snyder has su- such an operatic sensibility. Mm. And he so clearly views these characters as gods. That it, it, there's something about like the, the, the score, like the way the, that, that fucking crazy... Uh, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah. you know, like when every, like, every, every time, time Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman comes on. on it's like... As much as I loved it, by the time it got to hour three, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Here she comes. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Did you see Wonder Woman 84? Not yet. Not yet. No. There's a moment in that where I thought, oh, this is a really big emotional moment for the character. She's literally doing something amazing she's never done before. The theme's going to kick in. This, is, be this is 84. 84. Yeah. There's going to be something amazing. Like The music will kick in and it will be badass. And instead they play the music that I really associate with another movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You told me about I told that. you about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's building on that score, but like her theme, it does work really, really well. No, and her also, theme, her theme's awesome. Yeah, and like not to do that in the second one felt like such a disservice. But yeah, Junkie XL's theme soundtrack is just propulsive and mm-hmm. action heavy. And I probably need to watch Man of Steel again because while I like, I recall liking that movie, thinking it's going to lead to better things. Mm. The score is something that is fantastic. It's transcendent. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the Man of Steel score is is awesome, and every time they call back to it. But I don't know if, if, I, if I like it because it's calling back to Hans Zimmer's soundtrack or because it's calling back to Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Do you know what I mean? Like when I think about Man of Steel, I think about Kevin Costner doing the stupid hand wave in the No, for me the it's both. Yeah. For me it's both. It's a, you know, I, I like, I, I, I loved Man of Steel. Mm. I loved Man of Steel. I did not have a problem with the collateral damage mm. because you know what? Nobody actually died. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Sims, I, they, Sims I, died. I, I, know, Sims I died. know in the fictional world there a lot of people died, but nobody actually died. Yeah. You know? And and it's not like they just sort of swept it under the carpet. It was addressed. Yeah, that lady got trapped in rubble. Yeah. <laughs> not Jimmy Olsen. That, not Indian Jimmy Olsen got stuck in rubble. <laughs> and Morpheus didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, Morpheus was pretty clueless in that. <laughs> you know? But I mean like so when they when they call back to that score when they call back to that moment. Like I love that shit because I love Man of Steel and I, and I also love Hans Zimmer's score. Yeah. But I but I think that the score for Zack Snyder's Justice League is badass. Mm. I mean, it it was very involving things that like you know like uh, the the hostage situation with the Wonder Woman um, that was kind of like the introdu- that was kind of like one of the first scenes. Yeah. Well. It played totally differently in this the movie. The first one, the first version had like a. I mean, it's Danny Elfman, but it was like a, it was like a, it was like a Gene Hackman heist. Yes, from uh, from Superman, yes. Donna Superman. Whereas this, like, kind of had like Shit's this happening. This, you know, like this fucking nice club beat going in, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, just, fucking, you know, fucking energy, motherfucker, youth. That scene, <laughs> that scene itself, just there's so much difference in that small scene where her deflecting the bullets from the children, yeah, looks cartoonish in, in the in, in theatrical. The theatrical. Whereas in this one, it's like, holy fuck! And, but like, there's a weird, like, of all the reshoots you're gonna do, was it just out of spite to add, like, she jumps up through the roof and throws the suitcase in this version? Yeah. In the original, she jumps up through the roof, lands in a middle floor for some reason, and then throws it? Yeah. It's like, what? What is that? Why, why would, would you, you do, do that? Why would you reshoot that? <laughs> that works pretty fine. That fucking badass, like, fucking wide shot, like, in the slow mo. Which mean, is like, in the air. Which is like... in the air. It's like, this is badass. Yeah. Even if. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, you want to bring Joss Whedon in to fix it. What was the point of that reshoot? Yeah, how much did that cost when you had a shot that was fine? Exactly. Were you literally shaving off hundreds of a second second to get it down to the runtime? Because it doesn't seem to add up to do that. Why would you get rid of such a gorgeous money shot? Yeah. It's like, it makes no sense to me. Um, And also, she totally fucks up that guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's like... 
some of the ragdoll animations. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, this guy's yeah, hitting yeah. the wall and they're like their leg is doing that thing from Family Guy when Brian falls over, where it's like, ooh, it's got a height. Yeah. But then she's just like I'll, in the original cut, she does the the armband thing and it just cuts away. Yeah, yeah. And this one's like, oh, this no, one's dead. Like, no, no, no. He got he got he vaporized. <laughs> it's like when she catches the guy, like the guy's like when she's like getting rid of the henchman. Yeah. And she's like like fucks Flings him off a wall, f- f- and, like fucks him up so bad that he that he's like uh, heading towards the kid, and he saves the kids from from the flying body, but then throws the body back on the wall. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like one of those sticky toys of the men that just like yeah. Fuck. yeah. No, uh, it's, another you, moment that stuck out to me was with Hippolyta and one of the Amazons. In the I, I had to go back and rewatch this one. They linger on Hippolyta sitting with the dying Amazon who's yeah, stuck yeah, on the, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. this crazy shit has happened and this poor bastard died like she died a horse fell on her yeah. it's not like took out 72 parademons or died with honor it's like my horse fell on me and I died uh, yeah. but they stick with that moment mm-hmm. it's like there's death here yeah it's like whereas you barely see her under the horse in the original version it's just mm-hmm. like she's under there and Hippolyta goes over but then cut away from any death because well, also, we want to like sell lunchboxes like in Themyscira everyone's like each other's lady friend mm. so we don't know like what fucking relationship they had well they were lady friends you know lady friends mm. <laughs> Zack Snyder's she's lady not my, friend she's not my special lady she's my goddamn lady friend <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's why there's four hours. Uh, there's, uh, like I said, I had six, six pages of notes. Um, so something else we should talk about, and we referred to it earlier, is just <laughs> Ray Fisher's role. Yeah. <laughs> now we understand why he was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like his massive big breakout role being reduced to garbage. Like Joss Whedon totally Terrence Malicked him. Yeah. <laughs> What's it? It was Jim Caviezel, right? No? Jim Cav- uh, no, no. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, yeah. In Thin Red Line. He was barely in that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was supposed He's to the be the lead. Character. He was supposed to be the lead. <laughs> He's the main character of the book. Uh, in interviews, Zack Snyder has said many, many times over that Cyborg is the heart of the film. Hmm. And he really is the heart of the film. Yeah. It's... Uh, I mean, he's essentially the central character. I mean, it's pretty much like his journey. Even though he doesn't turn up for quite a while. Because he's first introduced at that brooding moment. Ray Fisher has gotten more specific in some of his uh, complaints about Warner Brothers. I think it was, mm-hmm. he, was it, he said Jeff Johns had said, we can't have an angry black man as the head of our massive multi-billion dollar thing. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. on that lines. And it's not quite, like they do have the plenty of other black filler, but like... I mean, he's, I mean, he's definitely the one with uh, the biggest chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely the... Like he is, you know. I mean, he is a little arsy, you know. I mean, he, yeah, but like, but, but, you, but, like, but with good reason. Like you wouldn't. With, with good reason. You know, you if know? you were cast as Barry Allen in fucking Justice League, and then you got the Joss Whedon version, would you be happy? I mean, Ezra Miller gets a better arc in the original than yeah. Like, yeah no, no, I'm talking about the character. No, I am. <laughs> oh, he's a little arsy. Well, he's, he's no. Not. I mean, like no, the character of Cyborg. Like he is. Oh, yeah. Like he is. He is a little pissy, you know. I mean, like he's. I mean, not, he's missing three quarters of his body. You, you might have a. He's having a bit of a bad day. That's what I'm saying. I think. I think he's got good reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, but I, I really, really love his journey and that fucking line where, like, towards the end, where I'm not broken and, yeah. I, and I'm not alone. Like, that's 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 uh, the point of the movie. Exactly. exactly. See, now now I'm getting the hair standing up my arm. That's what I was getting watching those scenes. Exactly, and also like the the, the really, really sort of simple thing, like you know, like like uh, with Bruce Wayne and Alfred, the whole idea of faith. You know, I mean, it's just I like, never expected Batman versus Superman, Batman, yeah, to say I'm working on faith here, Alfred, twice, yeah. Like, that Batman is like the, this would be a good death Batman. It's like, faith does not exist in his dojo. It didn't seem to. No, but the thing is, is that ultimately, like, 
if uh, you know, like going according to like what Zack Snyder had planned for the entire uh, DC, like for the for his DC universe, yeah. is that ultimately it would be a, about Batman coming to like you know this is a good death because ultimately it would be about Batman sacrificing himself. Yeah, to save Lois, right? Yeah, you know, and from what uh, we can and, see because that, that flash forward is in the Batcave. You saw the yeah the Jason's heart out. Oh, was it Jason? We don't we know which Robin was yeah. who was murdered, but yeah. But ultimately, if if Zack Snyder had been given the opportunity to tell his story to 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 the end. It would end with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, with Batfleck fucking uh, dying, and uh, a new Batman. And, ba- and, and saying this is a good death as well. Yeah, why not? There you go. No, but like like those 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 like little quiet moments with Bruce Wayne and Alfred, where it's like it's about faith, and then that last line just before he jumps on the uh, on 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 the. Uh, What's the Justice League? The transporter. They yeah. just called it the transporter. Yeah, just, well, just, but it, it, it wants just, to fly. You know, just before he jumps. Yeah, it just, wants to fly. It wants to fly. Just <laughs> before he jumps on the transporter, and that one last thing where it's like faith. Yeah, it's faith, and it's like, it's like it's a journey. It's everyone's on yeah. a fucking journey. You know, like everyone's coming to the end of their. You know, like yeah. everyone's coming full circle in their shit. And that's he threw us off by just organizing it differently. It's the same way, mm-hmm. like. But, with, with with cyborg, like you see him and he's moping because yes, we haven't seen what he lost. Yeah, and the, the, his whole mum thing, and just that small little thing of like, well, yeah, he hacked the he hacked the system to give someone better grades. But what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? Institutional racism to help this girl who's, exactly. who had no money or exactly you know, institute cap, capitalism, <laughs> and that beautiful fucking scene where like uh, he. Uh, Makes that makes makes that single mom like a fucking like makes a, it rain for her. Yeah, makes it rain for her without it's having like, to go to a strip club. That was awesome. Yeah, it was in the original trailers as well. This shot of him just making the nukes go away. Yeah, like doesn't doesn't really make were, much of a sense. But it's just that's, a cool that's imagery thing. thing. That's another thing that's so infuriating is that they used so much of Zack Snyder's Justice League to promote Joss Whedon's Justice League hmm. in the but trailers. I, I think so. In, in the trailer, I can't remember that was because I had to do this. So I had a look at there was the Comic Con sneak. There was the trailer one. Then it, I think it was after those happened. No, 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 no. Like, you know, even, even like, uh, after Zack Snyder had stepped down and they were doing reshoots, they were, they were still using moments of, uh, the fucking Iris scene. They were still using, um, the American football scene was the one I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. They were still using, uh, like, uh, you know, like, the flying Humvee with the cup. Huh? Cyborg stops the Humvee before it lands on the cup. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Did you know that cop was. Superman's friend Jimmy Olsen from one of the old serials. Oh, I didn't know that. And Zack Snyder's in a coffee shop somewhere as well. I didn't spot him. I didn't know Because the that. screen is too small. <laughs> but apparently he's in there in a coffee shop behind Lois. He's the coffee shop where Lois buys her coffee yeah. every morning. So, yeah, just... Yeah. But they've been confronted by his family and seeing that stuff. And then, like, he beats the mother box. I mean, Barry gives him the push. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Superman pulling them apart. That's mm-hmm. not in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, uh, and and the thing is, like, you know, when they when they're fighting uh, Kal El, mm. uh, just when they when they when they just bring him back when he doesn't know who he is anymore, you know, like in the theatrical version, there's that thing where the where Barry is like fucking running towards them as they're holding him, and, and his and, eyeball and, moves, and his eyeball moves. Like that was funny in the theatrical version. In this one, it's terrifying. It was fucking. <laughs> it, it it played so differently. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, Jesus, and like he's, he's stumbling like, backwards trying to get away. It's not yeah. played for comedy at all. It's like, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah, it was like, holy shit, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that 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 was what you really sort of read in his expression. It's yeah. like there's nothing funny about it. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. How is this possible? <laughs> and this is the thing. It's like it's building up Superman as that because you don't. I don't think you get that from Man of Steel so much. The repeated. Russell Crowe stuff has been like you will lead them into the sun. I can't remember that whole yeah, speech, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really nice. And it actually 
for my complaints about Man of Steel, there is an arc there where they have the two uh, dads talking as he goes back to the ship. Yeah. It was really nice because yeah. it kind of makes um, Kevin Costner's da- Pat Kent a bit less of an asshole. Just by blending the two together. It's mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. needed these two sides. Mm-hmm. The asshole side, which is not the drunk Australian side, mm-hmm. um, and the the humanity of it as well. Yeah. But yeah, that, the other part of that scene I liked a lot was he's he's like he's not holding back against Batman. First of all, Batman's gauntlets as well. Yeah, they yeah, also yeah. add into the fact that he's like, I'm not just going to pick up a gun straight away. Yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. he might. Does he have a, a, a parademon blaster near the end? He does at the end, yeah. but he doesn't in the water tower fight. No, which is like he was just looking cowardly and firing that in the in the, 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 the theatrical version. Yeah, but yeah, this, yeah, yeah. He's got Alfred's cool gauntlets, and the the reason for those gauntlets is also cool. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, a little yeah, scene yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman, she's like, I wonder where I got that idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mr. Bruce just came up with that. It. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, no, but again, that shows like that's fucking Batman. Yeah, you know, he's like, huh? I huh. can make money off this. <laughs> he's a he's capitalist Batman. That's interesting. That's interesting. So that green stuff is bad for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, and and it kind of reminds me of that of that old sort of like a uh, that that in uh, is it from Justice League Unlimited where he reveals that he has all these different ways of like fuck, fucking everyone up. Oh yeah, I mean it was in it was also it was in, in one of Grant Morrison's, Grant Morrison's one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ba- Ba-, no, Ba-, ba was in the Lost Language, but it's one of his run, yeah, where it's just like But you're he, just showing like plans. you're just showing how fucking smart Batman is. And yeah. and another thing that was cool about this is that you got to see again the wealth of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like getting off a chopper and going into a fucking private plane. You're like <laughs> just like things like that that just add to the character. It's small little things yeah. and also again it's like why was this taken out? It mm. doesn't you know, this is all this is all plot shit. It's character shit. It's not a long scene. What the fuck is the problem? Mm. You know, and it's like, how many did, did they reshoot that shaving thing where they're talking about penguins and everything? Is like, you I know, think so. It's like, why? Yeah, but with the but back to that resurrection scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah Superman. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going. For and I Bruce. love and I love that. Like Zack Snyder, like doubles down. It's like all that shit that you didn't like. I'm doubling down on this shit. It's like, we are going into the nightmare thing. We are going to make Superman a bad guy eventually. We'll get to that. You know, it's, like, it's just the fact that he's like, he burns through one gauntlet. He's like, he's yeah. fucking him up. And it's not the weird cruelty of the the other cut where he's like strangling him. It's like, even yeah. if Superman doesn't know who he is, he knows he's to kill these people. But like, yes, he does headbutt Wonder Woman into the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because um, she can take it. She can take it. Uh, that's my problem. I can take it. You big guy, you can take it. That's the, the Justice League Unlimited clip. We'll get to that with Darkseid, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it's like Lois just turns up. But they've already done so much with Lois with regards to her getting the coffees and going to the, the place every day. Yeah. That was one of the first parts where the theme really got me, which was where she's lying by the box and she picks up the cape. Yeah. And the, Super, the Man of Steel theme kicks in and then stops. Mm-hmm. It's like, oof. Yeah. No, but that's, that's it. It's the... That's cinema. Shit makes sense. Ultimately, that's what it boils down to. It's like you're watching this movie and you're just so fucking happy because everything makes sense. Yes. One of my, I had a list of questions I wanted answered. One was why the mother boxes didn't call out before they made that, that, that answer. Yeah. That might have been my favorite, most favorite part of the whole film when they're talking about how do we know Kal-El can stop them? Yeah. yeah and Batman's yeah, yeah. like, they told us. Yeah. They waited until he was dead yeah. until they called out. And I'm like, you know, it's a scene from exactly. the it's, it's a scene exactly. from the naked gun. Everyone's slapping exactly. their face. Exactly. It's like because they, they were scared of him. They were scared That's of him. Genius. Yeah. I was like, I salute you, sir. That is that is <laughs> that is no, but that is so much smarter than anything I could have like when I was doing the questions I wanted answered during it. So half of them were facetious, but that was no. One I, of the I, real I, ones. I had a, I had a similar thing. It's like, well, what, you know, why now? And yeah. It's like, oh, 
And then, and then it got me thinking also... It's with, afraid. It's afraid. <laughs> yeah. It no, feels but, fear. <laughs> but also, and I love that they got rid of that. Mm. That they got rid of the whole parademon smelling fear, fear yes. shit. Like, uh, I'm glad that they got rid of that. And, it, and also, like, again, like, it comes back to the earlier films where it's like, there was a reason for everything happening. Yes. Like, whether or not you liked how it was done is besides the point. But this is why Superman had to die. Because they, you know, like this needed to happen for ju- in in the Justice League movie. Yeah, and like you're watching it and you're seeing all these pieces fit together and like, fuck, <laughs> Jesus, he's playing seven dimensional chess. It's like holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> this guy's playing the long game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because there had to be a league without Superman and know what they needed him for rather than rely on him to start with. Yeah, because right? otherwise it wouldn't be the same league. You'd have like you know. Works on, you know, weekend warrior guy turning up because we've got Superman to handle the big deal. He can just wander around the background. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, you know, I was pleasantly, I kind of expected from the trailers that we were going to get Darkseid in the flashback sequence. So I was wondering how much we would get on him. But him looking through the portal of the League mm-hmm. is like pure Bat- Superman the Animated Series. I think mm-hmm. there's an episode yeah, of that yeah, that ends yeah, with yeah. Intergang and Superman's like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? And, <laughs> and Darkseid's like, next time, baby. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot more Darkseid than I was expecting to get. Yeah. We knew we ne- we knew we were never going to get a Dark Side Superman Smackdown. That was yeah. always going to be the next movie. Yeah, but um, uh, but I was very happy with the amount of Dark Side that we got. Um, he was a bit grunty in the flashback, but then in the other one, he was like, yeah, like cold, calculating, yeah, fucking Dark. And Ray Porter, cool fucking voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish uh, Granny Goodness had had a couple of lines. I but, didn't realize, but, people... but just but just knowing that that uh, that Granny Goodness was there, it's like fuck yeah, yeah, man. Like the sad is on the phone all the time. He's checking in with his manager. The sad, the sad, the sad. Like that's a character. Like, hold, like, hold, hold for Darkseid. Yeah, please <laughs> hold for Darkseid. Please hold for Darkseid. <laughs> <laughs> Love that scene. Uh, but Dun- uh, did you see Dun- Dunder Mifflin? This is Desad. A lot of people. <laughs> am I help you? How am I your call? A lot of people have pointed out over the weekend that it was Ed Asner who played Granny Goodness in the Justice League cartoon. Yes, it was. Which, <laughs> which, I, is, which is genius. It's genius. And I was like, what? And when I looked at the clips, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I no, never I, realized no, I mean, that. no, I mean it is it is typical fucking Zack Snyder that um that, that Granny Goodness doesn't look fucking She's hot. She's kinda hot. Yeah. She you know, she looks uh she's got a little bit of a Gwendolyn Christie thing going on. Mm. Uh <laughs> which is not how she is in the comics. No. <laughs> in the comics she's more like a deranged she's a granny. Kathy Bates. Yeah. She's granny goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it is, I mean, so he he had already said multiple times he'd fan the flames of release the Snyder Cut with the second one would be they take the fight to Darkseid, then lose, and then the third movie would be tra- time traveling, which is what we get at the end of this with the Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I hate calling the Nightmare with the K. They keep calling it that with the Nightmare scenario. It's just... I just call it the epilogue. Yeah, the epilogue. Um, yeah, because this was where there's some, a lot of new stuff. Because I, you saw it as well. Uh, Affleck and Leto weren't in the same room. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, any yeah, time yeah, yeah, during yeah. the making of this picture. Well, they, well, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't because it was done during quarantine, and the whole the whole fucking scene is a special effect. Mm. So it's like they they needed time for post, and just there wasn't time to get everybody together. And you you pieced together what that was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Tell us. I mean, that was the one thing about you know like a. Well, okay, the whole idea behind the nightmare sequence in Batman v Superman and and, uh, and and the epilogue in Zack Snyder's Justice League is very much inspired by the whole Justice League Injustice storyline, hmm. which is a game. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a game that, that, that there, is a co- there is a graphic novel version of it, but it, was, it, it started off in a game. Yeah, and I think that's where Superman is driven crazy and kills Lois himself, and that's what sets it up, I think. No. No, no, he Joker doesn't. He, he, yes, he doesn't kill. He doesn't kill Lois himself, but Lois dies, and Superman basically goes nuts, 
and blames fucking everyone else, like chiefly Batman, yeah. uh, because Batman was supposed to protect her. And he kind of becomes like a superpower dictator of sorts, and he ends up like uh, being working with, alongside uh, uh, Darkseid. Hmm. Yeah, he, you know, he, he succumbs to the uh, an- anti life equation. Anti life equation, yeah. And. Which is also cool to see in a movie. Just yes. to hear them Just say to that. hear it say that. Just to yeah. hear it said. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Did he just say that? Yeah. Pa- pause that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many of those fucking moments. So Zack Snyder's version is a little bit different. It's not exactly the same, but he's clearly inspired by that storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, in his version... Um, what if we broke Superman? What if we broke, <laughs> what if we broke Superman? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the things that people bitch about in the... Zack Snyder's uh, DC verse, like he doesn't get the characters, he doesn't mm. understand the characters. I kind of like the fact that he views these characters as so flawed that all of them are, you know, like the, they just uh, need defense as one bad day that can and it completely destabilizes the planet. Yeah, we're always we're always a hair's breadth away from destruction because Batman is okay today. Yeah, or he's taking his meds. The yeah. one day he misses. Yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And I kind of like that. I kind of like that all of these people are just trying their best, <laughs> you know. Uh, as opposed to the, the the Marvel characters that, even though they're flawed as people, as heroes, they're generally pretty on the ball. Yeah. Um, Peter Campet make rank, that's all. Yeah. You know, and, and I kind of like that the, the biggest mistakes the DC characters make are as the heroes. Mm. You know, I kind of like that. There's something, it hasn't been done before. Mm. Where you have that that level of consequence, these kinds of consequences, because these because your heroes are that flawed that they keep making horrible decisions, or or they keep like yeah. acting impulsively, or that they've allowed life to get to them, like the Batman v Superman Batman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's less less in the BVS or in BVS. It's like he she was my world. Yeah, and there's hints of that as well. You yeah, know, yeah. There was a long. A very long, lingering um, shot on a uh, pregnancy test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and this yeah. takes place, despite the time and distance we've had between the original, this takes place very soon after Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce says congratulations at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, so it's not just not, the house. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch. Um, so that is kind of what Zack Snyder is setting up in these nightmare sequences, is, uh, that, is that ultimately, because... If, and also, like if you, if you go back to when they resurrected Superman... It was a mistake. Like, Cyborg said no, and Flash mistook it for go. Yeah, and the computer was like, the future they, has they, taken they hold in the present. In the present. This is irreversible. This Don't is, do this. Don't this, do this. Yeah, yeah, this is irreversible. <laughs> so, they are setting up the fact that although bringing Superman back is... Uh, Short-term gains, is, long-term bad. Yes. <laughs> is that ultimately, there's something wrong with this motherfucker after you bring him back. Mm. And and also, like, when... Toward, in, in the third act when... Uh, did they say... Did, did they mention Pet Cemetery in this or was I imagining that? No, they don't. But they did talk about they, 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 they mentioned the Pet Cemetery thing in the theatrical version. Ah. And also in the third act... No, no, it's not in the third act. It's like when they are sort of like uh, bringing... When they're going to uh, resurrect Superman, the reason why Cyborg says no is because he has a vision of the future mm. where Darkseid is just fucking shit up. That's he, that vision, he, right? That's not Bruce's one later. It's like, no, no, that's no, no, where no. you can see the Omega Beams in yeah, Atlantis. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, oh, give me more Omega Beams. Yeah. Br- Bruce's visions are seen as nightmares. Yeah. And so like at the epilogue at the end of um, Justice League, it's kind of a continuation of the nightmare sequence in Batman v Superman where... Now you can kind of see, like, everything is really fucked up. Lots of people are dead. Darkseid's one. Darkseid is basically one, and Superman is his right-hand man, and Batman has uh, assembled this uh, unlikely group of people, uh, which includes uh, Deathstroke and uh, Joker. 
Yeah, and Mera and Flash has got some spacesuit on, and I think Cyborg is like under a tarp. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I think there, he has. Got, and, and I think he's and, told in detail what that's all about. Yeah, and the suit that Flash is wearing in the epilogue is the same thing that Flash is wearing in Batman v Superman, where he comes back and tells yeah, Bruce, and he has that, the same Ronnie, right? As well. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? Like Zack Snyder has said, they're going to steal a mother box. Yeah. So that Barry can use his cosmic treadmill. They're going to put the cosmic treadmill in the second one. Yeah. And go back in time. But you can only do it twice because Earth has to be in the same position. Otherwise, he'll be in space. And they would need to do it twice because the first time, which is the time that he goes back in Batman v Superman, he fucks up. And that's the the first time, I think, that Cyborg will recommend that time. And Bruce is like, no, I got got that number. I got that that message. It sucked. It didn't help me in any way whatsoever. So go back to this point instead. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. It's like talk about a fucking long game because there, these are these are all things that so many people bitched about. Yeah, you know, it's like when it came out, it's like, oh, what? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, Barry's trip in Batman vs Superman was the tenet of its day because the audio was so fucked up. The the audio was really bad. It was hard. To, Lois is the what? Yeah. Who now? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's supposed to be huh? What? I'm too early. Yeah. <laughs> You're early for what? Who's the, who is that? <laughs> that's the Flash. <laughs> is, that a, is that a mustache on your lip? Is yeah. that all you can grow? Yeah. So, <laughs> had well, so so it's so like watching this movie, so many fucking things fall Makes into sense. place. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and not just not just for the theatrical version. For the last fucking two movies, <laughs> yeah. there are so many things that are like, oh, that's why you did it. Yeah. And seriously, I mean. For a filmmaker to put that much trust in, in his audience mm. is pretty insane. <laughs> to, be, to put that much trust in his audience and be hideously betrayed <laughs> twice <laughs> and then a third time by the studio. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Um, which is why like, I keep coming back to this. It's like my enjoyment on, uh, of this movie exists on multiple levels. I, it's great to see all the payoff. It's great to see things make sense. It's great to see old scenes land better. Yeah. But more than anything, it's I'm just so happy for this guy. Yeah. It's it's insane. I don't know this guy. <laughs> he's a millionaire. I, he's you know, fine, he's, I think. There's nothing wrong with this guy's life, yeah. but I'm so happy for him that he got given this opportunity, which is it's really unheard of. Hmm. It, I don't think it'll it's never happened before. I doubt it'll ever happen again. Jared Leto's Joker still sucks though. Jared Leto's Joker is not my favorite, but by God, he's way better in this than he was in fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah. And the dynamic, even though they weren't in the same The room, dynamic duo? Like, the dynamic between... Uh, I'm going kill you! <laughs> that, guy, that line? That was a great fucking line. <laughs> I mean, when, when, like, when, yeah, I, I, mean, when I kill you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Because Harley asked me to. <laughs> As she bled to death in my arms. I'm gonna fucking kill you. That, I mean, that was something that I'd forgotten about and then remembered when he said that line, which was this much ballyhooed thing that well, Batman says, fuck in my movie. And it sounds like such a fucking boneheaded jock shit thing to say. Yeah. But when you see it in that like, context, yeah, it's like, right. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I'd probably swear too. Yeah. No, but Cyborg swears too. Mm. Fuck the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck know. the world. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four color, four yeah. color comic book heroes. Yeah, fuck the yeah. world. Got dealt, got dealt a bad hand. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and also like uh, the, the you know like uh, uh, that the, the the children hostage situation I was like shut the fuck up <laughs> you can hear some like ra- randy fucking British extra in the background is like shut your fucking mouth <laughs> we're in Justice League baby <laughs> um, also Martian Manhunter yeah so that he said since that was supposed to be Green Lantern but they said no so they shot it with a green light on it as well. And right. they were going to do it later because while everything has panned out nicely, he doesn't always have 
a plan for everything. Mm. And also, Affleck is so phoning it in at that scene at the end. He's like, this is great. You want to join the league and everything, but where the fuck were you last Wednesday when we fought off impending doom? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like... like yeah, you weren't into this, were you? No. <laughs> you, like, were, you weren't into this at all. It's I just woke like, up for a nap. I haven't had my coffee, which yeah. is always drinking coffee, right? He's always he's drinking a night owl. Martian Manhunter turns up and he's like, yeah, I guess I'll, yeah. All the psychic powers and you don't realize that I go to bed at 6 a.m. every fucking morning and you call upon me at 10 in the morning? The fuck? I wonder, I wonder if that's the note he was given. Yeah. It's like, you don't give a shit. You Batman's see this every cranky. day. You yeah. see this every day. Yeah. You're not a morning person. No. And also, everyone's you, green to him in the morning. Yeah, and have you no? <laughs> have you? Did you notice that, like, uh, in the night, in the epilogue, it's it's so clear how much weight Ben Affleck has lost. Oh no! That his Batman cowl is loose. loose. He looked a lot better in the suit at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was at wait time anyway, but the, he, it still looked like his assault suit at the very end is different than the suit he wears the first time. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. crawler scenes, yeah. but like, it just looks better. I mean, it looks. It has shades of the George Clooney ice suit. Mm. The, the shade. No, you on could it. you could tell that during the Whedon reshoots, uh, that Affleck was like, "What? We're reshooting it, but I've been eating a lot." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I've been eating pizzas instead of sixteen turkeys every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can tell it's like, "I'm not ready for reshoots." God damn it! When are we doing this tomorrow? <laughs> but that earlier scene, he's just frantically doing push-ups. <laughs> Come on, Donnie, you can do this. Um, that. Earlier, Martian Manhunter scene makes no sense. What, with, with the... He decides to go and be Lois' therapist in the form of Martha Kent for no real reason. That was no, one no, scene no. that made more sense in the original where it's just Martha calling in on her daughter-in-law. Yes. Yes. The, the, Martha, the, the Martha daughter-in-law scene makes sense. Hmm. And then when you turn and switch and that it's Martian Manhunter, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy to see this guy. Yeah. But... Henry Lennox, is that a thing? Harry Lennox. Harry Lennox. But it would have played a lot better if it was actually... Just Martha. Just Martha. Also, watching that clip of the Vero clip, like he's like, oh yeah, the Kent house has actually got repossessed, so we had to rebuild that in England. And he's going to, oh yeah, the, the, the Clark's apartment, we rebuilt that in England. And then, uh, yeah, the street where um, Ray Fisher looks at the kids playing American football, we built, rebuilt that. No wonder the original cost so fucking much. Mm-hmm. They just rebuilt everything in Pinewood. It was yeah. like a Synecdoche to New York style shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I, and I was so grateful that, that that whole shit with the... Uh, well, I don't know where, where this place was, that Eastern European family. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, they were gone. Yeah, just... And that ties into what you're saying about them as gods, because yet he knows enough about them to fuck with them in this way and like make Superman a villain, eventually, but yeah. also redeem that. Like There will be one Dr. Stephen Strange one-finger moment when Batman does something and Superman saves Lois and doesn't turn evil. Yeah. But that is the type of thing is like, yeah, we don't need to see that human relation thing. That is like if someone's been reading Robert McKee's story and hasn't actually, you know, thought about it that much. It's like, oh, it has to be a human relation. It has to be, has to be hashtag relatable. Yeah. As opposed to, no, these are gods among us. Yeah. Their concerns are different, but they're interesting in their own right. Yeah. And seeing them take down a giant red pimple in a blue sky as opposed to a red sky changes everything. And seeing them turn up for Batman made so much more, meant so much more. Yeah. In this. Yeah. That it seems to in the other one. Yeah. And it's because it's like, it's not we're all... And also, are, and also like, like we are family. And also Batman's radio. charge... Is a suicide charge. It's a suicide charge, but I mean, it was a suicide charge in both movies. But in this one, he actually fucking makes a dent. In the theatrical version, it's like, look, whatever you see, don't come for me. And he, he fucks goes up a one, meet, and he, he goes through in one go. He fucks up immediately. It's not like he gets a second pass. He doesn't get a second pass. Like he, he, like he fucks up immediately and they have to save his ass. Yeah, but so then he like, goes back and fires whereas everything. Whereas in this version, he actually like does some damage. He has a look. 
doesn't quite work. Then he goes in, then he takes up the stem, and that makes yeah. it fall. They didn't take up the stem in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the characters are just so much smarter in this one. Yeah. There's reasons for this. And, and I love that line, like, when they're, when they're fucking uh, digging up Clark. When uh, Bar- Barry is like, think, <laughs> she goes, think she goes for a younger guy? Uh, like, she's 5,000 years old. Every guy's oh, a younger guy. Oh, I thought you meant guy. the bucket list. Digging up Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> digging up Superman's yeah. You know I can do this in, like, a, a second. Yeah. yeah, but it feels respectful. Respectful, <laughs> disrespectful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much of those little jokes that just... These little moments... All these little character moments that just mean so much. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I think this movie's great. Yeah. Like, I, w- like I said, I was slightly worried that it was just Stockholm Syndrome, so I'm having watched the previous one so or so mm-hmm. recently and, mm-hmm. and being reading stuff. But yeah, it works. Superman's appearance is not impressed. Just like, clang. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, that works. It works. It's great. Barry and Cyborg don't need Superman to separate the boxes. Yeah. Like they did in the original. He had to pull them apart. Yeah. Whereas in this is like, no, it's just... Cyborg needs to charge. Yeah. And that's it. He can do it on his own. Yeah. Because he's not broken. That, yeah, no, I mean, Superman everything. does help uh, a little bit. Mm. Yeah. He does help, like, to, 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 to separate the boxes a little Once bit. Once the unity is over. Yeah. I guess. Ezra, even Ezra Miller's running looked less goofy, right? Didn't look ungoofy. It looked less goofy. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of like that. Like, I, I've, I've heard that some people have been bitching, like, this guy can't run. And I'm like, you know, I, I He's look- running. Some of that stuff is he's running in place. They haven't given him a treadmill. Yeah. He's running in place on a green screen. And like someone this the, the the long arm flipping stuff in the original version didn't look so good. Yeah. I think either it was used those scenes were used for slow-mo in this version. Yeah. Or he's just running. Like he's they put him on something and had him run. Yeah. And I felt it looked a lot better most yeah. of the time. Was, I didn't have was, the same concerns. No, no, it it was much smoother. Hmm. Like that was the thing also that, that blew my mind. I mean, aside from the the new shit, is that everything that was in this one that was in the original just felt so different mm. and so much better like it just fucking blew my mind you know it's like because i was concerned gordon yeah what did he say okay so he just sees yeah, yeah. cyborg and he's like let's run with this yeah. <laughs> but that there's humor in that other scene that just isn't there yeah the the shot of the the flashback mm-hmm. it looks like 300 now yeah in a good way yeah and you see, that's David, David Tullis is now in it, right? Yeah, you couldn't yeah. see him before. I was yeah. like, is that David Tullis's head on a real Yeah, whereas body? now it's very clearly David Tullis. Yeah. Um, and it's badass. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's awesome. What, what, what more, more can be said? Yeah. I mean, like, look, as I was saying earlier in, 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 the, in the podcast, Zack Snyder is Marmite. You know, I think I'll, it, I'll also have to say is, my man. <laughs> even but, that, like, even that, that was line, different. It's even sold that better, was right? different. And also, it was a different delivery. It was mm. a different take. Yeah. It wasn't the same take that it was wasn't you. cheesy. It, it wasn't my man. It yeah. was, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was almost like caught him and he goes, my man, you know, it's no, like, it's a collegial friendly thing. Yeah. It was almost like it was something that he said to himself almost. Yeah. Whereas in the, in the other version is like, my man, like he's a fucking surfer. Yeah. You know? Whereas this one's like, my man, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, and, and the whole thing where, you know, a- after they save uh, Batman from his suicide thing, yeah. you know, when, when he goes back down, he's like. Like in, in the theatrical version, when, when Aquaman's on the car, he's like, yeah! yeah, you know, whereas this one, I think he, does he say my man again? I no, 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 he doesn't. He's like, you really are out of your, out of your mind. And, yeah. and Batman's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's, when he's cruising with the top off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just great. Yeah. It's just great. It's just great to see all of them. And, and they start interacting with each other. Like, uh, Aquaman uses like previously unseen power, but it doesn't really matter where it's like the trident, like waves and the, Paradigms fly away, mm-hmm. but then like Batman swings around and gets the gunning thing, and yeah, fucking Wonder yeah. Woman's in there, and it's like, oh, they're, they're a team. team, exactly. 
They're a team. They're a team. By the time it gets to the third act, or in this case, the fourth or fifth act, mm. it's like it's earned. It's like they, yeah. they, you, you, you finally, you can see them like gelling. Yeah. Whereas in the theatrical version, it was just shoehorned in. It's, it's like, oh, we're supposed to give a shit now? Yeah. Even in the fight with Steppenwolf, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman hold their own a little bit more, I think, in the final fight with yeah, Steppenwolf yeah. as well, because yeah. they're all working together. Yeah. But yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier. It does make me worry about like other movies. I mean, they've already done released the air cut, but there wasn't enough groundswell for that, I don't think, for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I don't think like it's not like there is an alternate cut of Rise of Skywalker that just seems to be a clusterfuck from Rise beginning to end. It's not that whether there is a cut or not. It's the fact that people will be clamoring for one is probably the problems with anything that comes up from now on. Well, okay. I mean, this is a very unique situation in the yeah. sense that this is a guy who everyone knew that he was given the keys to the kingdom to create this DC universe mm-hmm. and that he was kind of in a way forced to step down. Yeah. The fact that he had a, a tragedy in the family just kind of sealed the deal mm. but there was already a tremendous amount of pressure because the studio was trying to course correct after Batman v Superman didn't get the uh, re- the reception they hoped it would right in the middle of production yeah right in the middle of production they were full steam ahead they blinked yeah they shouldn't have blinked they shouldn't yeah but because of that you have to step down you get another filmmaker and and not just another filmmaker like Joss Whedon is a guy who you know as far as uh, geek culture is concerned this guy has a very strong voice mm. Um, I mean, yes, he's going through some shit now, but when it was announced that Joss Whedon was taken over, it was because of what he was doing with his voice. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like a, a lot of a lot of a lot of people kind of thought, like, yeah, you yeah. know, this could work. You know, you the know, guy who did the Avengers, the guy who did the Avengers, not the guy who did Age of Ultron. Yeah, and and uh, to kind of have like a, a vision so like horribly sort of like uh, cut up and stitched back together again. And then to get the original director back to release mm. his original vision, that's a very unique situation. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, if you compare it to something like Rise of the Skywalker, I mean, look, Rise of Skywalker, whatever you feel about that movie, J.J. Abrams wasn't replaced. J.J. Abrams saw that movie through, yeah. through to the end. They made um, decisions and they stuck with them. They made decisions and, you know, like whether you agree with those decisions or not is a different thing. But And that's the thing. Sometimes there are just bad movies and there's no saving them. Yeah. Um... There's nothing wrong with loving a trash movie either. No. <laughs> if you if if you no, love I mean, it, like yeah, I mean like and other we, people think it's trash. It all depends on your frame of mind when you're watching it, what you're going through, how you're feeling. And as sucky as the uh, theatrical version of Justice League was, in a strange way, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I don't think this movie could have existed how you know how it is in a cinema. No. It needed to be released this way. This yeah, was I the mean, only way we were going to get to watch it. Yeah, I mean, you could. Instant cut, all the Martian Manhunter stuff. That's easy, but that's only saved you yeah, five minutes. That's only saved you five minutes. <laughs> and honestly, and, and I'm sure a lot of people will take me to task on this, but I was watching it and I couldn't think of what to cut. No, I had the same thing because they add so much texture. Yeah. Depth to the characters, that is great. But also, it's great that I can pause this and go to the bathroom and maybe go to sleep for a while. Yeah. And come Which back. Which I didn't. Yeah. I mean, okay, I, I, I had two pee breaks. That was it. Yeah. But having said that, it's like, yes, there were small little moments that maybe I could have cut to reduce, but none of it would have made a dent on the four-hour running time. Yeah, I mean, and maybe cut the maybe cut the bull and the bear go to fight in Wall Street. Capitalism in a, I mean, in okay, a I mean, that's per- some of that stuff. That's personal taste, but, but again, that all comes you're, you're, you're down t- to moments, like seconds, tops. Yeah, twenty-five minutes. That's still three hours and something. Yeah. So, and so looking at it like that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I would cut. Yeah. 
like I would be nitpicking. And and the thing is, is that if you're in Zack Snyder's position where it's like it's going to be streaming, fuck it, just yeah. do just do four. Well, hours. there is, you know, when Connie Nielsen has the box, yeah, and she runs up the wall, yeah, and the parademon jumps down, yeah, that all looked like we need another take on whatever you're supposed to be doing there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm watch it. If you've made it this far, hello again. Um, thanks for listening. Um, you can like this podcast on any podcast platforms, and that really helps us to get out there because that's something we should do. Because you know we do podcasts, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, we do occasionally. <laughs> and, and if you've just woken up in the middle of like your podcast app, just going from one to the next, yes, it's been getting fries, and yes, we're back. Um, you can email us your thoughts on the movie and on anything else and anything you'd like us to look at in the future at podcast at megetfromfries.com. And you can follow us both on uh, social media. On Twitter, I'm at GavYap. I'm at McNasty Prime. And he's the also at McNasty Prime on Instagram. And on Instagram, I am at GavYap77. Yes, and we're on like, at McYap and Fries on all social media platforms except TikTok. Yeah. For now. But thank you very much for listening. I highly recommend you watch this movie regardless of what you thought of the theatrical version or whether you were down with the uh, Zack Snyder universe. Even, even if you're not a fan... This is worth seeing just to kind of see what can happen when a studio just tinkers the fuck out of something. Yeah. And, and when, a, when, a, when, a, when a filmmaker is really given the opportunity to tell his story. It's a, it's a really interesting case study, if the, nothing else. Yeah. The future has taken root in the present. It has. <laughs>